Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is Paul Arnold, your host for tonight. I'm joined by Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel, and we're going to talk NFL, NBA, NHL, and whatever else we just feel like talking about. You never know. And tonight, instead of just going straight at the playoffs, we're going to talk about the recent headlines, because NFL is the headlines that just keep on coming. And have you guys ever noticed that when you go to ESPN, they do not put the NFL as one of their top um, sports to look at. You have to press a button for all the sports, then press the NFL. What's up with that? I don't know. Are they just in a, a disagreement with the NFL.com, or they're trying to promote the other sports? It's their partnership with the NBA. Oh. That's the reason why. Oh. Uh, they have a partnership with the NBA, and NBA now – hopefully <laughs> we'll play to July. I mean, do we know of any sports season will, except for the NFL will finish up. And that's the reason why it's the, the, the big push. If you go to their website, the top usually are NBA articles. You're right. So I had to click on the NFL and the, the new uh, headlines for today. First one really deals with Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson is the new breed of player. You know, the NBA players have been doing this for years now. LeBron is the number one case of it, saying, hey, I should have a say in what's going on. And right now, it looks like he could be going to the Jets. Ernest, is that going to happen? Or the Dolphins. I mean, those are the two. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, he's gone. I mean, it's to the point where... uh, (sighs) You know, the mismanagement, and, and again, right now the Texans are the most mismanaged program. The owner dies, leaves it in the hands of his son, who's ingratiated himself with this minister. And it, it's kind of, and they already have some Hey, don't throw ministers under the bus well, here. Well, I'm now. sorry. The guy, hey, hey. They, they hire this big firm to hire a general manager, and they hire who the minister said they should hire instead. They haven't interviewed hardly any, but they're giving out a courtesy interview to Eric Bieniemy, who really is Watson really wants. They trade away his best receivers. There's audio of the last game where Watson's walking off with JJ Watt and basically saying, "Sorry, we wasted another year of your career." Watt wants to get out. Also, I mean, this is just this is getting the extent where the commissioner may have to put his foot into this. And, and settle things out. But I know the offer with the Jets would be the number two offer and um, also throw in uh, Darnold. Uh, Miami can probably offer two first-round draft picks and throw in Tua. And for so Chanel, the, they're going to get rid of uh, Tua already? Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're, I, mean, I mean, nowadays, if you don't see it in the first year – Outside of Allen and Buffalo, you know, they don't give guys more than a year to make a decision. Would you not give away Tua and two first-round draft picks for Watson? I mean, this is the rare time you have a top-five quarterback in his prime. Not even in his prime. He, he might be before his prime. That's it. You don't know. He's going to get better. I mean, name five quarterbacks better than him with a future right now. Remember, I said future, so we can't say Brady. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I would throw five number one draft picks for him. I would in a heart. Yeah, I wish the Panthers would go after him. I mean, he's hometown. He went to Clemson. He's from Georgia. I would go for him in a heartbeat. But but here's the problem with the the Jets and potentially the uh, Dolphins because of Deshaun Watson's no trade clause. He has authority, uh, kind of autonomy, to name where he wants to go. Nice big so, word, Chris. Way to go. Thank you. I've yeah. been working on my uh, vocabulary. Uh, so even if you know the Jets put five number ones on the table and Darnold, uh, you know, he, Deshaun doesn't have to. He's like, no, I'm not going to a losing franchise of the Jets. And you, they're giving up all their – Every, their whole future for me, what, what are they going to surround me with? Why would I go there? So it's, a, it's kind of a weird situation where if I'm, you know, if I'm Deshaun, I need, I need a, a, a team to be able to provide more players than, than picks 
or, you know, kind of a, a hybrid of both, because if I give up all the picks, I'm not going to be left with anything if I'm and then I'm the new quarterback there. So I don't think that's why the Jets. I, that's why I don't think the Jets work. I do think Miami is, is a uh, more plausible uh, place. I think if you're Houston ownership, I think you you entertain everything. You try to get as much as you can. But Deshaun has a little bit more uh, control than than one might uh, want him to have at, at, well, in this uh, situation. Yeah. Flores, Miami, yeah. and they're they're a playoff team. Well, they're a, I mean, they were a playoff team before, and they just game. <laughs> well, I mean, game. but they're playing. They they played against a, a team that's going to the AFC Championship, and you had a seven and nine team sneak in. So, I mean, they were ten and five, and in most years, I would say in eighty five percent of the time, you're you're going to be in the playoffs, and um, you know, it's just uh, tough luck. I think I mean, Watson wants Miami. To... That's Miami. He goes. To, I'm sorry, Paul. He goes to Miami. Miami becomes a destination. Another thing you keep in mind, and these guys know this, is if you go from Texas to Florida, that's no state income tax. New York has a high state income tax. Mm -hmm. So you're saving a lot of money to go to Miami. You're going to a contender. You're going to a coach that you admire, Flores. You're going to a, a format that they have two number one picks in the top 15. Mm-hmm. I also look at other places with new GMs and, uh, you know, Adam Schefter, he's like, what, there's like six or seven GMs openings this year. He's like, I, I can't remember a time if ever that they've had this many GM openings and they're starting to rotate GMs like they rotate jobs or I'm sorry, head coaching jobs. And it's just, you know, you've got to have that perfect match between head coach and GM. So I would also look at a new GM coming in, trying to make his name and trying to, you know, maybe spark something in their organization uh, to maybe make a, a run at, at Deshaun as well. So like uh, Denver, I think could not that I think <laughs> they do it, but I think, I think Denver could be in play. Chris lives in Denver. Folks. It could happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was bad for mentioning Homer, Panthers, Homer, but, uh, Homer alert. Hey, Paul, wouldn't Detroit? Well, Detroit has nothing. They got. They got. Would you offer Stafford? Yeah, but I. I mean, they're they're wasting Stafford's career. They really are. They probably are. So my question, and 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 they're getting the wrong coach also. Oh well, well, let's. We're almost to that. I know Ernest wants to get to that. Steelers. Could you imagine if the Steelers picked him up? If they threw four first rounders at him, the Steelers are. They are quarterback away from. A Super Bowl, I would imagine. Uh, they're losing a lot of guys in free agency. I know. Their cap is it's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. They, and they, the cap's going to be lowered next year. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of disappointment. There are going to be a lot of guys who are starting this year that come the beginning of next season will not have a job in the NFL because yeah. of the cap issues. Sorry, Paul. I got you out. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So a couple years ago, you know, we all just sort of went, wait a second, NFL is doing trades. I mean, when I was growing up, they never traded with each other. And then they started doing trades. Now we have a player forcing his way out because of his contract. Who's the next big name that's going to force his way? You know, is the NFL becoming like the NBA where there's so few superstars that this few superstars can call their shots? Quarterbacks are the superstars of the NFL. Who's the next quarterback that's going to push his way? Well, Paul, I would like to have you think back, and this is even before my time, but you've had John Elway kind of dictate where he wanted to go on draft night. You had Eli Manning do the exact same thing. So while it wasn't as pronounced as, you know, they've already been established in the league, this has kind of been, uh, you know, there's a couple of instances where quarterbacks have dictated where they wanted to go right out of the gate from a draft perspective. That's a little different. This time they have more leverage because they've been proven player. I mean, when they come up for that big contract. But the thing about Watson, he already signed his big contract. So yeah, who's the next quarterback? Yeah, but I think I think the public is on Watson's side because they see what kind of a train wreck that management has been. The only guy I can possibly think of, and Paul, this is going to hurt you, is Matt Stafford. I mean, it may be a point. But he's been paid three times over. Yeah, but his he's on the he's on the downward slope of his career. But why would then I would if I'm Detroit? If you're fine, get out. You want to rebuild? If Detroit wants to rebuild, this you could get you. I mean, 
Matt Stafford's not going to get them in the playoffs by himself. They're, uh, uh, what's the wide receiver, Golladay? He's a free agent. I mean, this, they may want to blow it up and start all over again because they've hovered, you know, because this line, not, not good enough to get a, a high draft pick, but not bad and not good enough to make the playoffs. And they may decide new GM coming in, new coach coming in. They may want to pull the ripcord. Which leads to the whole switch now of coaches. We've talked about GM switching. We've talked about quarterbacks maybe calling their shots in the future. And I know Ernest can't wait for this next section (laughs) because at the beginning of this whole coaching carousel, uh, Eric Enemy, I think I said that right. Oh, wait. Hold on. Can I? uh, You know the next uh, quarterback that's going to do this, right? Dak Prescott. Dak may price himself out. He's a free agent. So that's true. But I think he's still gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's the one that's gonna do it all. Sorry, I just. I was. I was looking at. I was scrolling through all the teams. I'm like, who the heck would do it? And then I just came to Dallas. I'm like, oh, Dak, totally. Yeah. Anytime the, you can have a great insight, Chris, I'll pause because they come far <laughs> and few. So thanks. Thank man. you. Sorry. Well, sorry about that. Well, here's the danger with Dak. <laughs> if they don't sign Dak to a long-term contract. And they just roll over his contract, give him the average of the top five quarterbacks. Uh, it'll be thirty-seven million dollars, which will be one third of their cap. So either they've got to cut a long-term deal, or they'll let him look for another team. So why doesn't the NFL increase its cap? Oh, it's based on revenues. You look at the loss of revenues with no, with very little attendance this year, and the cap's going to go down. It's, it's similar to what the the other three sports are. Well, baseball doesn't have a cap, but hockey and basketball are going to face the same problem: decreased revenues, which means a decreased cap. So the players right will now, get less, and that means the teams can't stack up like they used to. Uh, yeah. Well, they just have to restructure all the deals. You do long-term deals. You get and a then lot you of can. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dead, we do this. Yeah. Yeah. You get what's called dead money. When you cut a guy before his contract ends, you have dead money. And you can take that money and stretch it out over a period of time. Bobby Bonilla. Five or six years. <laughs> yeah. And then then that's what happens. But also you can give them incentives and like bonuses are not counted towards the salary cap. But so you can, you know, lessen the first two years and then give them more incentives in the, the last couple of years. So you can restructure these things. Listen I mean, to Mr. MBA here. <laughs> I've had I've had a good couple of points tonight. I'm actually you I know, know. Like George well, you, stands with this and just all right. Thank you everybody. It's been good. I, I'm gonna all right. go downhill here. from here on out. <laughs> downhill from here hey, on I, out. I remember when you got your MBA from that school, Eastern Michigan University, one of the top ten from US News and so and so. But uh, top ten in the in the state of Michigan. That's yeah. Correct. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, take it and run. Uh, above or below Oakland. Above or below Oakland? Well, just put it this way: it saved him half the money going to Eastern versus Michigan. Are right? you talking about laterally, like as from a geography standpoint? Is well, I know it's west, of, but uh, <laughs> but you know it might be a little bit above Oakland from a from a geography. All right, back to the coaches. Place. Back to the coaches. Let's get this circus back on track. Um, so, a lot of coaching decisions. Uh, Benemies looks like he's out. I can't believe that he didn't get more of a look. Is there something wrong with him? And which coach can you not believe got a job? And I think that's a setup for Ernest. A really Thank big you. setup. You want me to dive in on that? Okay. Uh, you've been texting me all day, ready to bash on Campbell. Here's your chance. First of all, I think I think they thought they were getting Matt Campbell, the coach for <laughs> Iowa State. Earl Campbell from Wolf. Houston. Earl Campbell was uh, this is the guy I feel it. Okay, he was the Naoma Campbell, end, the model, tight end coach for the Saints. All right, let that sink in. Not Eric Benemy, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City, Super Bowl winner. Not Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks. Mr. Marshall uh, was he interviewing Byron Leftwich? The, they're not even giving him an interview. No, they give the tight end coach who was six and eight as an interim for the Miami Dolphins. And he was such a train wreck there. He would come up to the podium and grip it. And he does this high school hairy junk. You know, I look at their eyes and I see winners. <laughs> and he like flexes and he puts his hands. Hey, he, does the, he does the super. Little Hulk pose. Hogan goes a long way, a Ric Flair, man. Yeah, yeah. When you're a junior Ooh, high school, woo. perhaps. I mean, this, 
you know, the Lions are the second worst operated team in the league. But you he know, played for the Lions. He played for the Cowboys too, and I didn't see Jerry offering him a job anytime <laughs> soon. So he played for him, or you know, half a dozen million other people did. This is going to be a train wreck. You're getting you're getting someone who failed in Miami. He's going to fail here. He's never been a coordinator. So you like him, huh? No, I think but... this is a train. I mean, this makes Meyer look like a good pick. That's how bad this is. And I was trashing that. I mean, why get a retread? Get some. You've got. I mean, I don't know if Benemy stutters or if he doesn't come over well. But this is three years in a row. He doesn't get a sniff. Sort of like Tony Dungy. Remember how he couldn't get a job and oh, yeah, just didn't come yeah. across strong I mean, enough. I mean, you don't want to throw a racial element, but it, it, you can't help but look at it. And the Rooney Rule. I mean, you look at Jacksonville. They didn't interview anybody of a different race or gen. I mean, they, they had their mind made up in the beginning and you're going to get these retread coaches because guys are familiar with these guys. And again, he was a tight end coach. Uh, go after Peyton. Uh, Sean Peyton's probably ready to leave because he's not going to have a quarterback next year. This is just a mistake. I mean, look at the Clippers. They at least took a chance with Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator. Clippers. Clippers. Uh, Chargers? Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. I was in LA. Sorry, I was in LA. I was in the right, right city, wrong team. Are you been smoking that wacky weed there, Ernest? Uh, I'm still, I'm still worked up about Campbell. I still think they've hired the wrong one. Uh, I don't even get that passionate about the Lions, and you don't even live in Michigan, man. So, what, are, Paul? What are they saying on local? Uh, do you listen to local sports? No. No, 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 uh, no. I was going to say, they're probably... It's, they're, they would have learned from Patricia and would have gone for somebody young and, uh, again, someone innovative. Give you mean like a, Green a, Bay did, like Cleveland did, like the Rams did? There's a whole oh, pattern yeah. of taking younger coaches and see what they could do. But, no, Lions hired Chris Spellman to come back and to guide their uh, president and vice president on hiring and so we're all faith in Chris Spielman right now, the former linebacker, Ohio State star. So who knows? I, you know, it's a point beyond carrying. That's why I like talking about other teams besides the Lions. <laughs> but uh, who do you think got well, the best hire, Chris? Uh, yeah, right, look it up on ESPN real quick. Come no, on. hold on. Hold hurry on. Up, hurry up, hurry no, up. I actually think Jacksonville had – Hold on, hold on. Okay, all right, I'm holding on. Jacksonville had to make a splash, and I think they absolutely did that. Do I think Urban Meyer will uh, stay for his entire contract? I don't know. I what six years or something. I don't <laughs> think he does. I don't think he lay, you know goes past four. But I think, unlike uh, Matt Campbell in Detroit, I think Urban walks in with instant credibility. And a winning pedigree where Matt Campbell was he is. a dog now? Pedigree, man. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you know rough, rough. That's <laughs> but I, I just I think I just think he has a winning mentality and Matt Campbell knows what tight ends do. I, you know, I don't know. I just I think he I think that they made the biggest they had to do something okay. in Jacksonville. Right. And I think they did that. I think it's. I think they needed a culture changer, and I think that's what Urban did. Do I think it's ultimately the right hire or a long-term hire? No, but I think they needed to change the culture, and I think they did that. And they get Lawrence. I mean, that's pretty decent. All right, well, Ernest. And then also, I think he's already reached out to Tim Tebow. My brother told me this. He's a, <laughs> he's a Florida alum. He reached out to Tim. I said, for what, offensive coordinator? He's like, no, chaplain. I said, oh, you know, that's, that's actually quite interesting. So there's your chaplain joke. Yeah, the there you go. Ernest, who made the best hire? If you're ripping on Campbell, who did the best job of hiring? Well, this is the easiest question you ask me. It's Robert Sala with the Jets. Uh, I just think he'll bring in energy. He'll make their defense better. He'll look long-term, whoever their quarterback is, if it's Fields or it's Lawrence, because I don't think it's 100% convinced uh, that Meyer's going to take Lawrence. He may take Fields. I wouldn't be shocked at that. If, in fact, he takes a quarterback, he may trade down, get you know a couple 
picks because you know one player is not going to make the Jets a winning team. They, I mean, they're probably the least talented team in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Uh, I think you could argue Jacksonville might be less talented. I'd like Jacksonville's wide receivers. Their offensive line's a little bit better. I think the Jets. I mean, I think they're... the Jets have a better quarterback. Shockingly, but yes. Well, yeah. You didn't. You didn't like the stash. The stash is Minshew. <laughs> oh, I think I. I love the stash. Uh, Minshew's. Minshew's probably gone, and that just shows oh, yeah. you don't get much of a chance here in the NFL. All right, let's go but, on to another team. That's Philadelphia Eagles. The Clippers. The Clippers. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers football team. Yeah, that's it. Um, I was on this podcast weeks ago saying, oh, Peterson will be around. Yeah, he made a mistake by <laughs> benching his quarterback, and, you know, the quarterback Wentz is gone. How wrong I was because it's cheaper to get rid of a coach than a high-paid quarterback. And now they're floating the name, Josh McDaniels. Come on down from New England <laughs> once again to coach well, for Chris, the Ingl- Eagles. Is Ernest? What's the percentage chance well, this is well, going to happen? Chris has more experience with uh, Josh McDaniels as a coach. I was not. I was not coach. here. He was, was not, not in Denver at that time. Now. So. Oh, but trust me, they talk about it all the time here. I don't understand, and this is a guy that walked away from a Colts job. He had it for a week, remember? And the Colts are so happy. Oh, I mean, this guy is radioactive. Uh, he's not going to leave the Patriots. He's going to be their coach in a couple years. You know, I think that, it's going to be more than a couple of years. I think, I think, I think. Uh, what's it? Bill's going to just die on the field? Yeah. Well, he wants he wants to break Shula's record, but you know, they were also talking about Lincoln Riley. But the thing is, for Lincoln Riley to leave Oklahoma, it'd be a drop in pay. He'd get paid <laughs> less to, to come to the NFL. Uh, that might be where enemy ends up. I mean, that's that's the last of the offers. I just don't – Josh McDaniels is just – why? I mean, what did he do without Brady this year? What, what did you see this year that would want you to be – him to be a head coach? They had I, a just, built-in excuse this year. You could tell the Patriots were just going to – you and know, they had go a through the motions. Advantage. They had a building advantage the other years. They had Brady. Right. I mean, I just, I just don't see him as he. The way that train wreck he when he was at Denver. No, I wouldn't touch him. I, like I said, enemy would be a better offer, a better chance. Somebody who can rebuild the quarterback and probably salvage this team. That's who I would take. Mm-hmm. I just want to give everybody some perspective. Um, on Josh McDaniels and his draft draft history, <laughs> he did select. He, he went up and selected Tim Tebow uh, in the first round. So just to give everybody some. Like, in the words of the late great Stanley, "Enough said." Enough said. Or, okay. Ernest said enough Bill said. Belichick, yeah. In the words of Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes, I mean. <laughs> What, and the fact he's already left one team in the lurch, when he did that to the Colts, why any team would ever entertain him as a coaching candidate for head coach is beyond me. But I think it showed the true colors of the Colts because they are they paid every one of those coaches. They they oblig, you know they paid their their contracts out if they did, did, weren't able to find a job or they helped them find another job. And I think that was a, a class act by the Colts organization. All right, well, moving a on rare to future case where the son was a better owner than his father. Mm. Yeah. Moving on to a future discussion here. So the Drew Brees looks like he's heading to retirement. Uh, he looked pretty rough in that last game, and I have a tough question for you because after the game, Tom Brady's and Drew Brees were just hanging out. So if Tom Brady only won one Super Bowl and Drew Brees won only Super Bowl. Which one do you think is more popular with the public? Which one do you think people like would like better? Oh, Breeze. He's the smaller guy. He came up from adversity. He had an injury where he'd never, ever be – thought that he'd never, ever throw again. Naturally, people – Breeze is more popular. But, you know, Brady kind of like you know, threw to his kids and probably was throwing to his kids and going, see that? Better than your daddy. <laughs> 
And guess what? I'm going to own all your daddy's records. No, he said your daddy could have used you out there. And he told the other kid. And he said, said, be nice to your sister. He told the other kid. (laughs) Yeah, 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 sure. He was going, yep, see this? I can throw for 30 yards. Your dad can't do that anymore. See that? Why don't you come over to, you can come over and be my kids. Join my crowd. He probably tried to snatch his kids. Wow. Wow, Ernest. (laughs) See, I think, I think of, Drew Drew Brees' Super Bowl as one of the most memorable Super Bowls because of Katrina and how that happened and then them winning the, the Super Bowl, how just uh, it was kind of the best situation for New Orleans. So I agree with Ernest that I think overall Drew Brees would have been more uh, liked because Tom Brady really didn't speak to the media up until maybe, what, two years ago? Or not speak, but he didn't really you know engage in – commercials or do anything and now that he's kind of got his brand off and running he's a little bit more uh, in the media contraire. with 12 and stuff you, like that how quickly you forget the dodge dart commercials of all the cars that brady was gonna you know sponsor or put his name on the dodge dart that was crazy and the other part about brady right now is he looks so much happier like he didn't smile until he got to florida now he Gronk says he's more relaxed. And what did you guys think when after they scored a touchdown, Brady went over to the referee and tried to give him a high five, and the guy just said nope? Uh, hey, I think that was a little bit of showmanship. But let, let me ask a little bit of heresy. Let me ask some questions okay? to both of you. Okay, Peyton and Breeze together for over 10 years, and they only got one Super Bowl to show for it. Underachieving? No. Yes. Whoa, Chris, defend yourself. No, no. Uh, Peyton got two. You forget he got one with the Colts and one with the Broncos. No, 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 no. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Sean. Payton. Oh, Sean Payton. Sorry. I'm talking about Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees. That that partnership for over ten years. They was robbed two years in a row. What can, what else you want to know? Yeah. So you think it was underperforming as well, or no? They, I, I under- don't think they were underperformed. I think they I got remember, robbed two remember, years in a row. They went in four times. They went in number one seed in the playoffs. Four times, number one seed, one Super Bowl. I think they should have won more Super Bowls, but I don't think they technically underperformed. Does that make sense? Oh, you backtracked! <laughs> wow, you see, you this is how you talk to your wife. Track. You talk on both sides of the mouth, huh? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> they underachieve. I have I have no problem with saying it. They're underachievers. Yeah. So you go in number one seed four times, and you come up with one Super Bowl. Well, just when you have one of the top one... offensive minds and then uh, a top five quarterback for that. I mean, yeah, you've you got to do something. And biggest home field advantage of any other team uh, in the NFL. Uh, name me name me a team that has a bigger NFL home. And Seattle. Yeah, Green Kansas Bay, City. maybe Green Bay. Well, I would say Kansas City or or or. Uh, okay, Seattle. we'll say top five home field advantage. Yes, top I will five. give you top five. Yes, top five. They've underachieved. I mean, they only got went to one Super Bowl, but they and, won one. And even yeah, and even remember that was a team that wound up getting its defensive coordinator suspended for a year. Heck yeah, Peyton himself got suspended for half a season. The oh, general that manager. That was Bounty Gate. General manager got suspended half a season. So peop, some people, I mean, the Katrina story is nice, and that fits a very good narrative, and people love that. And did that help any of those poor people that lost their homes or those who died because of <laughs> wow. mismanagement by, the, by FEMA? No. Oh, but help it their fits, spirits, fits, man. Come it on. It fits a narrative, but let's face it. That's a team. If you're going to put an asterisk, on some of the Patriots teams, and I'm not a Belichick apologizer, and I'm not a Patriots Sounds fan. like it. Well, but if you're going to put an asterisk next to some of those Super Bowls because of the filming and the uninflated football, why don't we put an asterisk next to that Saints Super Bowl? Mm. Well, let's I'm talk about asking. this year's Super Bowl. Let's move on. Right, so to, are we all to. sticking to Kansas City winning it all thing? Are we still there? I mean, right now – we're wondering, you know, is Mahomes going to show a little bit of confusion or is he one hit away again to go in concussion? 
So are we still on Chad Henney? No Chad Henney faith in there anywhere? No, I didn't say that. I'm asking you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's Kansas City. Uh, uh, Buffalo's a year away. <sighs> yeah, I think I think uh, Buffalo's a little bit too one dimensional, and uh, I think Andy Reid can can their defense is it's kind of like a goalie in in playoff hockey. You know, I think I think Kansas City's defense is just it's they're at the right time in the in their season and they're playing hot right now. So still the isn't State it, Farm it, Super Bowl is that what we're looking at? Well, well, isn't it amazing that we have two Andys, Andy Reid in Philadelphia, mismanaged the clock all the time, but since he's become Kansas City, he's more of a gambler. He's taking more chances. He Analytics, seems more baby. Relaxed. Yeah, I mean, it just is a change. But now you, you get him back to the other one. Yeah, yeah, I think Green Bay will win. Yeah, uh, I think it's, I think Green Bay too. Mm-hmm. That uh, offense just looks effortless. And would this be the last time for Rodgers to have a chance at a Super Bowl win? No, he's coming back. I mean, not if the NFC plays exactly like they did this year. Yeah, I mean, they've got three good running backs. He needs another wide receiver. I don't see him going out. I mean, you hear him talking, and he seems to th- he he says he's the best. He does it subliminally. No, I don't think this is his last chance. Mm-hmm. All right. So you. Guys- I don't think it's Brady's either. I think Brady will be back next year too. It's it's. I think I text y'all. We've got uh, past MVP in Mahomes. We've got this year's MVP in Rogers. Uh-huh. We've got the MVP of the future in Allen, and we've got the goat. Uh, I don't know if you could have got four better quarterbacks to to finish this off at the end. Do you, Ernest? Do you think we're watching four potential Hall of Famers? Oh yeah. I don't know about Allen. It's too early. Allen reminds me the most of Cam. Dan Marino. Cam Newton. No, Cam Newton. Huh. I just wondered the damage over a period of time. He he's going to have to adapt now. His his incredible improvement since last year is phenomenal. Probably the best improvement I've seen in a quarterback in, in, in from second to the third year, but he still takes a lot of hits and that, that worries me. I mean, well, I think every, every GM has learned from the Colts. And when you have a franchise quarterback, the first thing you need to do is to, is uh, protect that that quarterback and and sure up that offensive line, unlike they did for Andrew Luck. It it just winds up if you allow him to get that much. You look at what happened to Cam. You look at what's happening to Dak. You look at what happens to Jackson. I mean, it's 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 a oh Jackson. Great. That's I think he's he's kind of in a different category. I think he's much more of a runner than than some of those other guys. And I think but, Jackson is going to be like the RG three. He just needs to, but if he gets guys, a good solid hit, ugh, the big over. guys like Dak and cam that take the hit repeatedly and officials just won't throw the flag. Uh, I just think there's a residual damage over a period of time that causes them to prematurely age. I mean, Brady's never, Brady never gets hit, never gets hit. I mean, it, to the point that they've overprotected him. And it goes back to that, when Kansas City took out his knee and broke his leg back in, what was that, 2006, 2008? And, I mean, we even had the tuck rule put in place to take care of him. And that's why he can last this long. And they threw a picture of him and George Blanda at the same age, and everybody goes, oh, my God, George Blanda was his age? Which they didn't realize George Blanda was smoking, you know, like, Three packs of cigarette on the sideline. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Oh yeah, I watched it. The, the, Chris, you would not believe it. Back then, in the seventies, NFL players were smoking cigarettes on the sidelines. It wasn't that unusual. Well, the other thing is, um, who never got hit was uh, Peyton Manning. He never got hit, and right when he retired, they, the Broncos realized, oh, we don't really have an offensive line. Our offensive line is not that good because. All they were doing was he was getting out the ball so fast, and you know he was a good quarterback, so he was he was making the offensive line look a lot better. And I think that's what Brady's doing in in Tampa as well. Mm-hmm. And he knew how to take the hit, and you had to curl and take the hit. Yeah, and Brady does that too. 
Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the NBA. Clippers, the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. Yeah. No, we're going to talk about the <laughs> beard. Now. <laughs> the beard, the beard, the beard. Talk about forcing your way out of somewhere. Now he's in uh, Brooklyn. You know, he went to Brooklyn to wear the black uniform so he could look slimmer. You know, that's part of the reason. But as soon as he shows up in Brooklyn, he does a triple-double. All of a sudden, guess who's starting to act a little crazy? Kyrie... Uh, just needed a little pause. And then all of a sudden it was leaked out that he bought a house for George Floyd's family. So he is really an interesting bird. Um, so is this going to work? Are the Nets really the favorites to beat the Celtics and go to the finals? What do you think, Chris? If they can play a little bit of defense, then I think yes. But just no one on their team wants to play defense. So they're going to have to outscore, which – they most likely can, but I, I just you know it's who who's who's gonna have the who's gonna have the last shot, and you know who's <laughs> gonna be the third person, who's gonna be that kind of that third man out because you know when you look at the all time big threes, um, you know the the one that comes to mind recent one was LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh and you know, really that third person kind of just needs to go there and just do the dirty work and just know their role. Well, which one of these three guys is kind of just going to do the dirty work and just play their role. And unfortunately I think, uh, Harden's game allows him to do that more than Kyrie because Kyrie needs to have the ball and distribute, you know, and, and play off the ball. And, and Durant is just, uh, a unicorn and so Harden is kind of I think he needs to kind of be that third wheel in a sense I don't I don't know but I do think they're going to be the favorites if they can play a little bit of defense but if, if in a seven game series if they can if they have a poor shooting night a couple nights in a row I, I think they can be taken down I remind you how old uh, Durant and Irving are and they both had a history of injuries so uh, I'm not sure all three are going to stay healthy along all the way Ernest is Boston going to overwhelm the Nets eventually? Did, did the Heat and the Bucks get moved to the Western Division? <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about – they shouldn't worry about just the Celtics. I mean, who's the team in the finals last year? The Heat. And they team, they kind of match up pretty good against Jersey. I mean, uh, Brooklyn, about to call them New Jersey. about to show my age here. Uh, they trade away the best center in Allen. Jordan is on his last steps as a center. Harris is the only outside shot shooter they've got consistently other than Durant. Uh, Dinwiddie's out for the year. They have no depth whatsoever. Uh, you know, Irving hasn't played with them yet. Let's see how that works before he gets there. And you don't know what he's going to do or say. For every nice thing he does, like paying for George Floyd's house, he does something stupid like saying the earth is flat or, or you know, Again, he's just a, he needs to go away. He really does. He just needs to go away. <laughs> Who do you like uh, least, Matt Campbell or Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, I think has yeah, Matt, middle health problems. Yeah. Matt Campbell, he was he just you know that's that's more of a Matt Campbell would be a great high school football coach. Oh, hell of a uh, high school. Yeah, great high school. Bring him into Skyline. Oh, just rock it. Kyrie pioneer been, every single year. Oh yeah, he'd be Michigan's <laughs> state high school football champs every year. He'd have them all fired up. Uh, no, Kyrie is just—he has serious mental health issues. I have no doubt. I'm not just saying that for shock value. I mean, he's shown behavior that shows some mental health problems. You know, he reminds me of Kanye West. Bingo. Bingo. Great analogy. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, and I don't, you know, Brooklyn is a place where it's, it's strange though, with all this talent, do you know what NBA franchise has the most value at $5.6 billion? Sorry. I got to put my little pinky in my mouth when I say billion. Probably the Lakers, wouldn't it be? No, go across the uh, river, Hudson river, the Knicks. What are you talking about? Go, I said the Lakers. What are you, are you the, saying? Going across the river? Like, yeah. It's, it's, go across the country. No, Brooklyn. Oh, you go across oh, the river okay, from Brooklyn. Okay. Gotcha. You know, don't gotcha. go to the Clippers. We've talked about I was like, Clippers? We, <laughs> no, no. Go across. That, they, it's they been a long day arena. for Ernest today. I know it has been. <laughs> go across the river from Brooklyn to Manhattan, and you have at $5.6 billion, the Knicks 
are the most valuable franchise in the NBA. It's not about whether you win or lose. It's where you're positioned. And Brooklyn will always be the little brother. No the, Clippers, uh, to the Clippers, essentially, of the yeah, LA, was, yeah, yeah, and the Clippers are in the same. Which they're about to get their own arena. They're moving out to Inglewood, but mm-hmm. yeah, they'll always be the uh, the poor little brothers in that respect. And again, I think Miami matches up real well against them. Um, Milwaukee, maybe not so much. There are so many injury issues with Boston, and some of their guards I just can't trust. And, and, but he, and, he, here's the thing. All of their contracts, I believe, they can all get out of this whole situation. All of them, all three of those guys can leave uh, Brooklyn within two, or in two years. So can you imagine if it doesn't work out, Chris. they all left, and they've, they've completely uh, – th- their whole future is gone. Chris, Chris, this is the NBA. Didn't we just see what Harden does? You can leave anytime you want That's if you're an NBA player. You don't have to wait. He had two years. But I'm just saying they all, but they all, they all, but, but if they leave, they're not going to be able to get traded. They're not going to get anything in return. Is my point. All right. At least least Houston got something. I got to sound like the old man for a second here. Okay. And I can hear Nate's voice who's another co-host in my ear. What happened to loyalty? What happened to the fans? When players, you know, demand their way to go from here to there, Fans have to suffer, right? They end up with teams that take years and years to rebound because a player says, I got to win mine now and I got to move now. So they do a power play and the the owners are forced to do it and the fans get stuck with bad teams and they get grumbly. And I just wonder what's the collateral damage long-term for the NBA uh, year after year we see these teams. Or are we to the point where local teams don't mean <laughs> squat to us now. Now we just care about national player. If our national player wins, we're okay. Paul, have you not seen the American Express commercial? Where you I was get, just you, looking. Yeah, at, the, I couldn't remember if it was Visa or American. I oh, spot it's on, called, spot on, Ernest. Yes, it's the uh, uniform insurance plan that if you buy the jersey of a player and he gets he leaves in free agency, you can use this insurance plan to get a new uniform. With his new team, and this is real so the loyalty. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. The commercials are doing. I was going to actually like interview, like interrupt, like this segment is brought to you by Visa <laughs> or whoever it was, and I, I was American looking Express. it up. Oh yeah. So like, uh, say for instance, you bought a Harden jersey, you would use the insurance plan, and you now your Houston uh, jersey would now be. How much is this insurance policy? Five bucks. I think it's free. I think it's built in when you buy it, as long as you buy it with an American Express card. And then they send so the Lawrence, jersey over to Africa? Is that what they do? Or China? I, I don't know. They probably remake it into some uh, sweater or something. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sidewalk or something. Or bags in that respect. People don't have loyalty to the teams. No. It's it, all players. Players. It's the brand. Jerry Seinfeld used to say, you know, we, we root for teams, you're just rooting for laundry. Because players leave and players go. Nowadays, people don't root for the laundry, they root for the player. They're LeBron fans. They're not Laker fans, they're LeBron fans. They've been LeBron fans when he was in Cleveland, when he was in Miami, when he went back to Cleveland, and then he went to L.A. But I also think that is a, an element of the NBA versus I, I don't think the NFL has that. I think people are fans of their teams. I think like the Steelers, like there are just Steelers fans. And I think if, you know, people go elsewhere, whatever, I, I well, think which, people are more focused on the team in the NFL compared to NBA, where I think it's more player driven. But Chris, it's because what, which of these leagues has the youngest median age of the fans? That's the NBA. Baseball skews has the oldest fans. In their you know, late 50s, early 60s, the average age of Major League Baseball fans. NFL fans, the average age is 42 to 44. NBA, it's under age 30. So they haven't grown up with a loyalty to a team. They grew up with loyalty to players. They get watching them in college, or they watch them on YouTube when they're in high school, and that's who they root for. There are a lot of guys who change their Cleveland uniforms, jerseys to Heat 
back to Cleveland. Now that we're in LA and if LeBron goes somewhere else, they'll get another Jersey. Mm, mm, They're Harden fans. They're LeBron fans. They're not Laker fans. They're not Rockets fans. Okay. So I know Ernest, you're an NHL fan. I promised we would get at least a good five minutes of NHL talk. NHL's playing NHL. Yeah. The national hockey league. You heard of them before? I've heard. I didn't know they were playing yet. I, I know the yeah, Rockies yeah, have been that bad. I thought it was so. Olympic year. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> who the, the favorites Olympics. are. You know who the favorites are. In the oh NHL. yeah, Avalanche. Oh yeah, uh, Avalanche. They uh, stay healthy. They're going to be strong. I think their goalie is the only thing that's holding them back. And I think, you know, halfway through the season, they'll figure out like, okay, do we have it or do we don't with this goalies with their goalie situation? That's about as smart as I can talk about. <laughs> that's right it now. you're done huh I'm, I'm well, you're tapping you out know, we're having the same problems we saw in baseball and we're seeing in basketball you're seeing uh, games stopped because of covid the stars won't even play the first game to the 27th they aren't even able to start the, the season and you've got self-contained you've got four divisions east west north and south and they all have corporate names and no, I'm not going to be a shill for Discover Card and talk about the Discover Division, but which is actually one of the divisions. But you play within your conference, kind of a semi-bubble, and they play schedules kind of like baseball. You play two games um, where you, you know, two games back-to-back at a particular destination. Then you go to another area, you play two games there. That's, again, to reduce their exposure to COVID. There are no fans in it. They're taking a big hit financially because of this. And then the top four teams in each of these divisions will go to the playoffs, and then you'll play until you get a divisional winner, and then the rankings will be based on the best record depending on on how the playoffs are done, if they finish. And right now I would say – there's only about a 60% chance they'll finish the season. Oh, boy, that put me to sleep. It's about uh, 9 I'm o'clock sorry. on a Tuesday night. But Okay, the re- what, what, what the, percentage do you think NCAA basketball will finish? And they I came know. out and said April 2nd. That will play, do you think they'll play the tournament? I think 100% chance they're playing the tournament. I, I less, than, less than 70%. Yeah, I really hope... I think NBA is the only one that I think will finish it out because they've done it already. They could go back to a bubble if they want to. Take like a three-week, two-week break and then go down to Orlando and finish it out. That's kind of like what they're doing with the the G League. The G League's going to play their whole season, February and March, in the bubble in Orlando. And I'm kind of looking at that may be a warm-up for the playoffs being in the bubble for the NBA again. And this you know what sport? We really haven't had a ton of COVID issues. Uh, golf. We've had a couple, but, you know, most you part. Had a couple, we had a couple players that, that, that tested positive. Nothing, nothing, nobody that we really care about, though. Well, wouldn't it be weird if a lot of golfers are <laughs> getting close to each other to get COVID? I mean, the other sports are hitting each other. Ernest, back to the NHL for a second. What team besides I was trying you, to save you, Paul? You yeah, have, so you didn't have no, to no, no. Besides the uh, Hurricanes, the, which you beloved, which team do you think you'll have the most fun watching this year? Oh wow! Uh, I'm not going to say this for Nate's sake, but the Coyotes have some talent. Then the Rangers have uh, probably the best rookies playing goalie. Uh, that, Boston. It, it, it's strange team. watching Chara not play for for the. Bruins. The Bruins. Who's he playing uh, for? Uh, Charles with Flyers. Huh. How about that? Uh, I would say the Oilers. Oilers. Oilers, yeah. Okay. The Oilers have probably the best offensive talent. They just don't have uh, a, a, a credible defense player. And, of course, the Lightning. Uh, uh, unfortunately, their best defenseman's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Colorado in there? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, McKinnon. I enjoy watching those, McKinnon, those games. Are uh, those games are a little late, little late for you? So you're you're naming all East Coast teams. I, I have insomnia. I watch it. You know, I've, I've been disappointed with the Golden Knights so far this season. Sharks are rebuilding. The Kings are rebuilding. Uh, I mean, really, that's Blues. Blues. Blues just got beat eight to nothing. They got blown out. 
Well, like you said the other week, Ernest, this hockey is one of those sports where we really don't care as much until we get to the playoffs. And we got to get to our last couple minutes here of the podcast. Ernest, your last few good minutes. Short and sweet. This week is the, y'all won't let y'all guess. Uh, For the first time since a long time ago, neither Kentucky, Duke, or UNC are in the top 25 NCAA basketball polls. Can you guess what year that last happened? 1972. Paul, your guess. 1967. 1962. Oh, so close. Does that sound significant? Yeah, the year I was born. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, 50 years. Chris, can you tell me who the top two teams are in the polls? Uh, Gonzaga and... Uh, who's the number two? Uh, Beat Kansas I got last night. Beat Kansas last night. Uh, I don't know. Probably the two best guards in the nation played for Baylor. Ah, uh, Baylor. Gonzaga, I associate them with the women's basketball. Gonzaga has four players that will be top 20 draft picks in the NBA next year. This year, rather. This year. Nice. All, All right. right. Now I shall, I've, I was short and sweet for Chris. That's, Chris. That's been used to describe Chris occasionally. Oh, yeah. I don't know about a sweet part. That's what his wife says. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Talk was... about the Clippers. Talk about the well, Clippers. Well, first of all, the champ the champ is here. The champ is here. I got my championship trophy today for the uh, Pardon the Confusion Fantasy Football League I well won done. this year. I'd like to thank all the people who just did not put a roster in or did not make any updates to their to their team the entire year, and so it's it's it was a long long path, but uh, we did it together. Congratulations for being a low grade narcissistic gambler. Wow! Thank you. Wow! Thanks, Ernest. For that. <laughs> and by all the way. Right. We do part of the confusion fantasy football, and each year I find an old football trophy at a thrift store or something, and I relabel it. So this one that Chris got was from like 1967 or 1970. So it's not one of those cheap, you know, you hit the figure on top and it's plastic. No, it's it's metal, man. It's metal. It's legit. It's legit. So. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed Pardon the Confusion for this night, this winter night. Hang in there, folks. Sports is a nice diversion, even when you can't stand the decisions being made or the people playing. At least you get to watch it and have a little fun. So for Ernest Watts, for Chris Daniel, this is Paul Arnold. Have a great night.